When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is a show about a dean that started to grow. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about community season three, episode five. Horror fiction in seven spooky steps. I am Josh Wiggler, and I am joined here by my co-host on Community Building, who may or may not be a psychopath, Jess Sterling. Jess. I was going to introduce myself as a cool ranch lunatic, so I'm uh-huh. glad that we're on the same page here. No, our cool ranch co-host this week, special guest for Community Building's triumphant return after a month-long hiatus. We are thrilled to be joined by somebody who has, I am sure, encountered many a spooky story in his time. Certainly a weird tale or two. He is somebody who is much beloved in the Posha Recaps Patreon community. He is one of the members of the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend podcast. One Was it one one extraordinary uh, podcast? How did I get it right? Does one help? indescribable. One indescribable, yes. but it's an extraordinary podcast all <laughs> the same as the extraordinary Todd the Librarian joins us. Todd. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, I, I'm here as the resident PSR horror uh, consultant when Kevin and Latanya aren't around. Yes. So I'm happy to <laughs> step in. 
We have a deep bench. I mean, like if uh, if like horror experts are to podcasting as pitchers are to a baseball team, we have like a very deep bench of pitchers, horror pitchers. Did that metaphor line up? Sometimes I do sports. I don't right, think, Jess, I don't think I you don't. know who you're talking to right now. I don't think you yeah, know your audience. No. <laughs> well, in my defense, it's been a month since last we congregated uh, with the study group to discuss mm-hmm. community. We took the month of May off. We back, baby, as season three coverage of community continues here with lots of really fun plans for the weeks ahead, including this episode Todd, uh, I'm thrilled to have you here for what I assume was once upon a time uh, a Halloween-ish episode of Community, if not an outright Halloween episode. I believe so. It's hard to remember that far back, but yeah, I'm it aired sure on October it 27th, so it's yes. yep, October 27th, 2011. This is for sure a Halloween episode of Community, and I am I'm very excited to get into it by the end of this podcast will the three of us be uh conjoined and ability to communicate e- with each other via telepathy uh one can only hope yeah that's <laughs> that definitely be very difficult considering where todd lives for all of us to be conjoined yeah <laughs> That would be like, would like very elastic skin that's connecting <laughs> oh, us <laughs> to get us from like, Jess, it would still be like pretty elastic to get from like your place in New York to mine. Yeah. Uh, but to get to Todd where you're at, this is like not really uh, uh, a lot of people would have uh, would there be, be like just like a thin line of flesh. That is, uh, people are like, how do I get around that? Yeah, speaking of horror stories. Yeah. We're, we're getting the body horror aspect out of the way pretty early, which I uh-huh. appreciate. Yes. Uh, so, uh, did you miss us out there <laughs> in community building land? It's the shenanigans, the chicanery that you come here for, of course. Perhaps you also come here for uh, the community of post-show recaps and being a patron of post-show recaps. We do episodes of community building live for the patrons of post-show recaps on uh, video. Uh, We stream this live as we go, as we record the show. So we are always psyched to have our friends in the chat alongside us for the ride. We also release episodes of the podcast a day or two early in the post-show recaps patron podcast feed. And in addition to that, if that's not enough incentive to get you to sign up for the Post Show Recaps patron program, remember how we said that there are community building sweatshirts that you could get if you sign up at the $15 level or higher through the end of June 2022? Guess what? It's June 2022. It's the final month that you can get in line for that community building sweatshirt. So if you want a community building sweatshirt, now is the month to sign up at the $15 level or higher. And how about this? Well, I'm still just in salesperson mode. <laughs> at the $15 level and higher, you also get access to PSR+. Plus. That's right. It's PSR+. Plus. We are the latest people to sell out with a plus sign. Uh, and with PSR+, Plus, I think you get something that's very, very useful if you're a big Post Show Recaps fan. You get commercial-free podcasts. The ad breaks. You just hear a swoosh and then another swoosh and then the podcast continues. You know all those ads that you get? Well, we need to serve them so that we can keep the lights on here on the podcast and keep making the funny funnies. But you don't have to listen to any of them 
if you are a patron at the $15 level and higher when you get access to PSR Plus. It's a private podcast feed that we will serve up to you at the $15 uh, level and higher. Um, this is how I've been listening to the page, uh, the Potion Recaps podcast for the last little while. It's been a delight. I've been having a great time. So if that sounds exciting to you, if you are not just a community building person, but you listen to a ton of Potion Recaps, this is the way to do it. Uh, you get every single Potion Recaps podcast in a single handy feed with no commercial interruptions other than like a live read if we get one of those down the line. But if we do our jobs right, those will be fun. And you wouldn't want to skip those anyway. <laughs> uh, so if you want to get in on any of that, it's patreon.com slash recaps. It's the start of the month, which is why I'm selling you hard on it now. We'll bring up the sweatshirt throughout the month because we don't want you to forget uh, if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, but this will be like the really hard sell here for the month of June, very early on. We certainly appreciate your patronage if you are able to support patreon.com slash recaps. Jess, that sweatshirt, very comfortable. I know you are a big fan. I am. I wear it all the time. I mean, it's starting to get into the into the warmer months, so not as much recently unless the AC's cranked a little bit too high, but it's my favorite sweatshirt. I wear uh, it too much. <laughs> another patron incentive, Todd, I'm sure uh, that people uh, would be excited about is that people are going to be able to uh, to to you know join the Poster Recaps Patron program. They can go into the Discord. They can meet all of the patrons of Post Show Recaps. And if they want to hear a scary story or two, all they have to do is log into one of our many voice channels. And I'm sure somebody has something memorable to say. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a, that's a safe bet. <laughs> did I just scare them off? I think I probably did. <laughs> so you're like, so you're going to go into a voice channel and someone immediately is going to tell you something scary. Yeah, <laughs> selling past the clothes, I think is what we call that. <laughs> and not only that, they'll tell you something scary in the month of June. Yeah. <laughs> not October. Yeah. June. Well, that's that's why it's like a really effective Halloween surprise because mm -hmm. it is happening so many months after the fact. Yeah, yeah, or before the fact, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how you view time. Uh, it's a good point. It's a good point. Mm -hmm. Anyway, patreon.com slash poster recaps for all of that. That's the sales pitch. Let's talk about community. Todd, uh, coming on to this podcast, in addition to being third in line for the post show recaps horror movie throne, give me your takes on, on this one and community taking a turn for the horror this week as we are heading into it's not actually spooky season but we are pretending that it is <laughs> um i i really enjoy this episode it's, it's probably like my least favorite of the three halloween episodes possibly but it's still a really fun time i love the fact that they dip into a whole bunch of different horror genres and horror tropes and uh, some of them are a little bit more successful than others i think but no i, th I think it's like uh it was a really fun fun diversion for the, for the show. Yeah. Um, Jess, is this the, uh, your least favorite Halloween episode of community? Would you say? Um, it's between this and season fours. Um, but it's, it's my least favorite oh. so far of, mm -hmm. of the ones we've seen. It's my least favorite. Got it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, was, I wasn't even thinking about season four. I was thinking up till now. We're trying to forget that it exists. Right? Yeah. We, we yeah. often do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this one is fine. Like I, like I said, I think that, uh, it is fun. Like it's it's very much like a bodily type of episode. It's just the group, right? We're not seeing any outsiders this episode. Um, and I like the actual like conceit of the episode. I like the idea of the episode. I think for me, it's where it, like it's a certain 
a certain number of executions that aren't my favorite. Mm. I think it's really your mileage may vary on whose dreams or whose scenarios you prefer. I think at the end of this, we should uh, rate or should we not rate rank the the dreams as to whose we prefer, or I should say the, the stories, the spooky stories. Um, but it's a, it's a serviceable episode, I would say, of Community. All right, hot take. I love this episode, and I feel like it is, for me, in my strike zone, a perfect episode of Community. I thought that this was tremendously great. I loved everything about it. It's obviously horrible on a bunch of levels at certain points in time, but it's so specific and exactly precise to who those characters are, as far as I'm concerned. I feel like it is a very, very character-centric episode, and you're getting to see all the actors effectively play all of the different characters too because they're enacting everybody's version of a horror story so in like uh Britta's story Jeff is basically playing a very boring version of how Britta would pitch a horror story so yeah. he's not even really like uh Joel McHale isn't even playing Jeff anymore in that moment or in Pierce's horrible uh <laughs> scary story Donald Glover isn't playing Troy he's playing like Pierce's Troy in his scary story nightmare and I think like it is right down the lane of who each and every one of these people actually are. I laughed so hard watching this one today. And probably a big part of it is that I haven't watched an episode of Community since, I guess, yeah. April now. Um, but uh, if Lost meets you where you are, so does Community. And today, Community uh, met me right in my funny bone. And I loved it. Uh, this was one of my favorite episodes that I've uh, seen of Community. I think a lot of it probably is the break. I think for, I mean, and and I'm not saying like it's not worthy of your love or enjoyment. I think it's a perfectly good episode of Community, but I think the fact that I've seen it before and I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen tons of other episodes of Community that I prefer over this episode, but I could totally see how someone would love this episode, right? It has like a fun shtick. Um, And yeah, of course I die laughing every time it's like, Britta and Jeff but Britta is the one like saying how this story is gonna go and he's like okay but when I get back we're gonna have sex because I'm a man right like, it's all yes. ridiculous lines yes I mean this is just like who everybody is according to each other uh and I think yeah. like that probably goes a long way towards my enjoyment of it but I think like another piece of it for me is is sort of this um you know, I'm experiencing these episodes for the very first time. Uh, I have, I don't have the nostalgia for this. I don't have like the context of what comes next mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so for me, this is, you know, my first encounter with these episodes. You know, obviously remedial chaos theory, which we spoke about last, is an elite episode of the show. But it was also like supremely built up, and I had seen it before as well. So I feel like watching this one uh, or an episode like this. Maybe for me watching Community, you know, 10 plus years after it aired, uh, like more of a special event because I have no advance notice. I have no warning, Todd, that there's going to be a uh, what's the Simpsons Treehouse of Terrors? Didn't somebody reference that, I think, in the post recaps page or Discord? Yeah, I think, tri- I think it's Treehouse of Horror, but yeah, yeah, yeah very, very much like the, the whole anthology idea, which is a, a huge horror film thing like the horror anthology films uh this is basically what they call like a portmanteau uh, horror film uh style where you have like yeah. a framing device with all these little stories uh, happening throughout it credit where it's due that was jank who who called that and i fully agree with jank's take uh that it, it feels very simpson-y in in that way uh and i just had so much fun with it so i look forward to talking it all through uh which we will do here on the podcast just as soon as we finish 
one of those aforementioned commercial breaks. Stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. And if you are a patron of Post Show Recaps, you get no commercial break. If you are a patron at the $15 level and higher, uh, you get no commercial break on this one or any of the other Post Show Recaps podcasts. How you great is that? The, you get the whoosh. You get the I had whoosh. A, I said on a previous podcast I was on, I posited whether or not I should just whoosh myself and just see how people. <laughs> people don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Executive just, decision, don't do it. <laughs> if you want to get it out of your system right now, you can do one. Isn't that a fun? It's a fun to do, though. All right, do it. Whoosh. Yeah, don't do it again, though. <laughs> well, you have to do it one more time because otherwise we're like currently we're, we're in the we're ad. We're in the break. ad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoosh. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Todd, do you want to throw in a commercial real quick or? Sure. Sure. Uh, I think mine's going to be a little bit of whoosh. Okay, now we're stuck in the Todd's commercial. And Todd, what's your commercial for? <laughs> oh, gee, wow. Now, my commercial is for Jess's soundtrack of the PSR theme song, which I got uh-huh. to hear in person recently, which uh-huh. is a uh, <laughs> really bad, uh, really bad, but entertainingly so. Wait, so, Jess, uh, you do an impression of the Poster Recaps theme song? The problem is, what I was doing, when you edit as many podcasts as I do, yeah. you hear the PSR theme song a, a lot. Yeah. And it, it's an earworm. It gets in your head. Mm-hmm. And the way I sang it was like very weird. Weird, and it wasn't right. Like nor you throw some bow chicka wow wow type things. There's a lot of like bow chicka wow wows happening. Let's hear it real quick. It was like a bow chicka bow chicka bow chicka bow bow chicka. It's pretty good. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's like sort of like the big blast that you get. Yeah, I know it. I know the whole thing. Yeah, see, it works. It's been living rent free in my head since 2014. (laughs) So I get it. All right, we're still in Todd's commercial, so you're gonna have to whoosh us back. Yeah. All right. Whoosh. All right, and we're back, and now we could talk about. Unless I want, no, I'm not gonna do it. All right, (laughs) let's do horror fiction in seven spooky steps, Jess. Yes. So uh, we start off. It's Halloween. We're in the study room. They're having like a mini pre Halloween party, but it just looks horrible. Like Britta has like four snacks and Shirley yeah. looks really upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like taco shells. No, who wants the- taco <laughs> shells? Where's the taco? Um, Maybe I'm a psychopath, but like I would have been, uh, you know, I would have just like started like taking pieces off the taco shell, just eating them. 
don't want you know, like their chips. taco shell. No, they're ba- you just treat them like chips, no? But they don't have, like, seasoning. It's just Do they like- have any salt anywhere nearby? I didn't see any. Um, that, so now I'm going to identify myself further as a psychopath, Todd. I think I'd still eat them. Yeah, well... <laughs> There's no accounting for because it's just okay. it's just dry and you know kind it could just of inoffensive. Be like cardboard. It's yeah, like... it's just sort of dry and inoffensive. And if I was hungry, I would just eat it, and then like my stomach wouldn't be empty anymore. I feel like I'd be the Shirley who was just judging what was going on. Sure, yeah, um, <laughs> that, but... that sounds about right. Yeah, so Pierce doesn't understand why they're having a real like this party before the other party, and uh, Britis is a pre party, yeah. And so Troy and Abbott are there, and of course, they're dressed like Inspector Space Time. Uh, and Britis says, You didn't have to dress up, but they were wearing this before she even called. And is that because Todd, do we think that this is just how they normally dress, or do we think it's because they were already like geared up and ready to go to the next Halloween shindig? Uh, it's how they normally dress. Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's a thousand percent. Yeah, they're playing Inspector Space Time and Constable Reggie. That's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Annie is upset because Britta doesn't have enough uh, music she, like selection here. She has the Beetlejuice soundtrack, which this is the f- third time Beetlejuice has said. We see him walking in the background. This oh. is a whole bit. I think we've talked about this before. All right. Well, you have currently said it twice. Please don't say it a third time. No. I used to be terrified of that guy. Yeah. Good job. It's a three season long bit. Like they say that once in season one, once in season two, and this is the payoff where you see Mm -hmm. see the unnameable one walking briefly behind Andy. Todd, you can say it because you haven't said it yet. So if you want to burn a a Beetlejuice. And I just did one. Yeah. So Beetlejuice. Okay, so you and I both burned one. Jess can't say it a third time, or he shows up. Todd and I can't say it two more times, or he shows up. Um, I had no idea that that was a thing, Um, that that Beetlejuice had appeared previously in two episodes of... uh, No, they just say it. He Uh only appears this episode. Right, but I mean that the the name uh, appears, uh, and then he shows up here. That's genius. Another reason, I didn't even know that that was a reason I loved this episode, and now I do. Yeah, I think I think Josiah posted a little compilation video in the oh in, in the, the Discord. Discord. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, they have a little clip that shows like all three situ- situations, and then you can kind of see him walking past the window in the in the study room. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, all she has is that soundtrack and NPR interviews. And British just like, oh, just wait until you hear this one. It's like such a typical. And I was like, is the Beatles too? Maybe or she had something. One other thing on there too. I want to believe that she uh, has pulled. NPR interviews from Fresh Air with Terry Gross, thinking that it would be something spooky for Halloween. Uh, not realizing like that Britta. Terry Gross isn't like some kind of Halloween name and is actually just yeah. the name of a prolific uh, radio show host. Yeah. Well, she even says what it, she's like, it's Michelle Norris interviewing Errol Morris. And don't worry, they address it. <laughs> she's like, excited about this. Uh, Jeff shows up. He says, listen, I have three more polite appearances I have to make today. Uh, he says he's dressed as a guy from Fast and Furious, but he like has no idea who. Yeah, like, I, don't I, watch those. I didn't either, actually. I didn't either. I don't watch those either. No. <laughs> They're car movies. I don't yeah. watch car movies. I know. It's not your genre. No. No. Uh, and so uh, Britta like, pulls him aside, pulls Jeff aside. She's like, do you remember those psych evals? I got the results back. One of our group is deeply disturbed. Uh, and this is when the lights flicker, and then suddenly the dean is there. Classic dean. Uh, Tricker dean. Tricker dean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's not yet a, the devil, though. Uh, not sa- yet. Satanic Dean is uh, Devil Dean is the best. 
Yeah. Yeah, this one's fine. Yeah. Uh, the scare-tacular dance is going to be in the cafeteria. And he says he had the lights rigged to flicker because it's Halloween. And Jess is like, they've been flickering all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Halloween, Todd, one of those seasons like Christmas where it's just like it's longer than the day? It's not as long as Christmas because Christmas, I believe, is three years long. Uh, it's three years within a single calendar year, which is impressive. Yeah, uh, for me, for me, it is like yeah. October is Halloween month for me, basically. Like, I watch absolutely nothing other than horror movies if I can help it for pretty much all of October. So for yeah. me, it very much is All Saints Day month as the Dean tries to play it off whenever <laughs> uh, Jeff asks if the lights will be working the next day. Yes. Uh, yeah. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with this uh, this this personality, these psych vows that Britta had issued to everybody. And one of the tests had 75 red flags for an extreme personality disorder uh, which they think sounds like a flavor of Dorito. Yes. Like extreme, like a, like a cool ranch lunatic. Sociopathic Dorito. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so uh, only instead of zest, one member of our study group has homicidal tendencies. Uh, and Jeff thinks that probably that's not true. And instead Britta just Britta to the test results at which point Britta becomes aware of the fact that people have using her name to mean, quote unquote, a small mistake. Is that what people are using her name for, Todd? A small mistake? Is that what it is to Britta? Uh, I kind of get the sense, no. The way that Jeff actually admits to, yes, that's what we mm -hmm. use. The, just, yeah. His reaction there is very much like, oh, yeah, small mistake. That's yeah. right. That is exactly what Britting something means. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love the introduction of uh, Britting something. Like, it is so funny. I love the joke. The running gag of it throughout this episode alone is very funny. And I think it comes kind of at the perfect time for Britta as a character. I uh, haven't gotten this before, right? I mean, like, I've gotten this, like, no. metatextually. Like, I understand right. people talk about, like, Britting something. This is the first something. time yeah. it's, this is it's the happened. Intro. Yeah. Historic. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And so then, uh, Troy's like, I want to go to the dance. I heard the Dean's got free taco meat from the army. Wow. <laughs> Definitely a callback. They need to put that in with the, uh, with the taco shells. It would have been better than just plain taco shells. But wouldn't that have then turned everyone into zombies? Yeah. It still would have been more exciting than bland taco <laughs> shells. You would rather eat taco meat that turns into a zombie than eat like a dry taco shell? I mean, I think I'd rather witness you know, people turning into <laughs> zombies than witness people eating dry taco shells. I think oh, yeah. that's well, Witnessing people eating dry taco shells definitely is not something that's really <laughs> so high on my list. I yeah, think but you're Josh is talking more about actually eating the tacos. Well, uh, now I yeah. think you're both lunatics, to be totally <laughs> honest with you, because you're saying you would rather watch people become zombies than watch them eat bland food. Give me yeah. watching them eat bland food every day so that I'm not under threat of being eaten by a zombie. Maybe I would stand like outside of the study room and watch, uh -huh. you know, with the doors safely closed. <laughs> But that's all, well, so that is so you failed the psych eval because <laughs> you just locked a bunch of people in a room knowing that they were about to turn into zombies just for your pleasure, them. for your delight. Yeah, that, that's yeah. at least uh, 70, 70 red flags right there, Jess. He has so. a lot yeah, of red flags, at least. At least. 
Uh, so Britta pulls everyone aside and she says, listen, we're going to tell scary stories. It'll be so much fun. And so she says, once upon a time, there was a couple in a car in the woods making out or something. And so then we flash immediately to Jeff and Britta. who are making out. They hear a news story on the radio uh, in the news tonight. Top story. An escaped convict from the asylum has escaped and he's mental and he's on the loose and stuff. See, this is great. <laughs> like, this is just like, it's just obviously like, uh, like it's, it's sort of, um, like all of all of the dialogue, you could just imagine all of the characters fully reading every single line of their own individual stories, right? Like Gillian Jacobs could voice every single part of yeah. the Brita story, uh, and so on and so forth down the line. That is uh, that is so fun to me. I think like just as, and I think like a really good example of the writing for each character in this episode being like extremely clear. Um, like you can tell, even though everybody is like playing a role, you can tell that this story belongs to Britta uh, through and through all the way down the line. Very, very good stuff. Yeah, yeah I think I think this is probably my favorite example of that out of the seven stories, like the voice coming through. I think Britta's is probably my favorite example of that because it's just so obvious that she is just like, like spitballing this thing with her whole and like whatever. setting it up, right? <laughs> yeah. Know? She's like and trying then, to just like leverage them all into telling stories that will reveal them. Yeah, as she doesn't actually want to have to tell a story. No. Uh, and so Jeff gets out of the car and he's just like, okay, but when I get back, we're having sex. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, looks <laughs> for the monster. He immediately gets stabbed with the hook hand thing. Uh, and we're back in the study room and Britt is like, Abed, how did you feel about the story? And he says, embarrassed. I didn't care about the characters. They were stupid. They deliberately put themselves in danger. And when they were warned about it, the guy got out of the car. Mm-hmm. And so Britt is looking at Jeff like, huh? Huh? Look at that. He yeah. said he was embarrassed. Yeah. Well, well, like it's never, he says he's embarrassed. She's like, well, that's a strange reaction. Everyone else in the group's like, no, nah, that seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is like, yeah, no, you should, you should feel embarrassed. No, those, that's the reaction of apparently a sane person. Person, mm-hmm. uh, maybe perhaps even the one sane person in the group. <laughs> yeah. And so then Abed has a story. Uh, he says, It's a dark, cold night in the woods. We establish a traditional log cabin and then cut to, and then we see Abed and Britta are in the log cabin. A log cabin I rented so we could be intimate in safety because it's not the 50s, so we don't have to park a car in NECA Inspiration Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so he says, And I have a radio for safety. And so he plays it. And this, Josh, this is this is actually maybe I should change my score on this episode because this episode starts a lot of running gags so, in the show. So I am I am aware of uh, a song called Daybreak, Daybreak. Uh, factoring heavily in community from yes. this point forward. And this is a side effect of Todd. Is it because of Roxanne? Is it because they blew their budget on Roxanne? Yeah. Yep, they blew their budget on Roxanne, and so they got this super generic a uh cheap like elevator music song, elevator music song <laughs> and it is amazing yeah. it's so good it's like perfect it's the I best. Need to, so i didn't i didn't know to listen out for this so i have no impression of daybreak yet um yeah. i am i am now going to uh after the podcast and before the next one I will listen to Daybreak. I will commit the sounds of the song Daybreak to memory, and I shall uh, attune my ear 
for every daybreak sighting as best as I yeah. can. There'll be the there'll be plenty. You'll yes, hear yes. it a lot. Yeah. Yes. Ample uh, opportunity as, right. as we move forward. And so we flash back to Abed like actually singing it and Troy's just like jamming out and they're like, "Why? Why? Why are you singing? We'll get to the point." And he's like, "Well, we wouldn't turn the radio on at the exact right moment." Yeah. Uh <laughs> and this is also already after Abed and Britta have kissed, which is like this is like uncanny valley territory. Yeah. Right? Really like weird. it doesn't feel right and i think like sort of like the surreality of that speaks to um the way that like for abed it would just be process and it's just like i'm just telling you the story of how this goes person kisses a person it's not an event it's not a big deal it's not like a big epic well this is the first time we've seen abed and britta kiss on the show this should be something it just happens really quickly and matter-of-factly and that's just part of the process of abed's story of like trying to make this sort of like real to actual horror. I think that that's really hilarious. I think yeah. the way that they handled that was really funny. Yeah. And I love the, the whole way that the, the flirtation quote unquote, a uh, goes, he's like, I'm turned on by how logical you are. I'm comforted by your shiny hair and face yes. symmetry. I hope yeah. you're as full as I am tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous and spot on <laughs> Abed. Um, especially when they, uh, they hear a noise and and uh, Britta's like, should we check it out? And Abed says, no, we should call 911 on my fully charged cell phone. Lock the doors and stand back to back in the middle of the room holding knives. Like, perfectly Abed. Especially when Britta says, like, I love you. And he's like, shh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unimportant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, then Annie's like, is anybody ever going to die? And Abed's like, once it's been earned. <laughs> <laughs> but he says it all spooky like you know what's this been Urgh! yeah <laughs> yes it's so good um abed's story is pretty funny but then we get to annie's which is so very annie annie's is ridiculous uh annie's is uh is fairly exceptional of uh how she is being carried by jeff because of course uh, of course she it's, is. It's going to start this way. Uh, but then, of course, because Annie has been burned by Jeffrey enough times, uh, he's going to turn into a vampire and inevitably suck her blood to prey upon her youth, I should say. Yep. Uh, you know, it's a fairly yep. pointed thing as well. Uh, and poor Britta has been um, put, placed in the in the pantry where she has been feasted upon by Jeff as a vampire, which I feel like is another like very valid way of looking at Jeff and Britta's relationship through two seasons and counting now of community where like so much of the story was about the two of them before, but they've like sucked all of the life out of that storyline. And they've just sort of stuck it in a closet that they occasionally drain if they need to. Like, I feel like the, like the meta narrative underneath all of that is very clear and strong. Yeah, this this episode has so many layers of like, this is what Annie thinks of Jeff and Britta and their relationship. I think it's also what the and show kind of does to the, the relationship, show, yeah. though, too. Yeah. yeah, and it's just very funny. And of course, we have the storyline of like, Jeff needs to learn to read. And so then we have Annie teaching him with the, and she says the line, you should be proud of how much I've changed you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is so supremely Annie. And just like, the fact that, of course, Jeff still wants to feed on her, but uh, Annie, your porcelain neck, 
in the light of the full moon is too appetizing. But Annie, and this is where I, I just connect with Annie on such a like deep spiritual because level. Because you are also a secret werewolf. Because I am a monster like she is. <laughs> She's just like, his. her face changes into a werewolf and she rips into his torso like a gerbil and skanky concubine. She floss her teeth with his tendons. Mm-hmm. And she says, and because he's a vampire, he lives through everything. She He had to watch her swallow his last eyeball and she kept it attached to the optic nerve so he could see down her throat to his own partially digested flesh. Like, she is See, there was up. a twist. There was a twist. <laughs> See? <laughs> she said it so chipper too. See? Mm-hmm. There was a twist. Yeah. So it's like, you know, after going through this amazingly, amazingly descriptive, like the most horror moment of the entire episode really is like Annie's description. Like, because it cuts from the scene to actually just her describing this. But that was something you would actually see in a, like a big gore heavy horror movie. And it's just like something I wasn't expecting from Annie. And it's just like so perfectly done. I but I think so that that tends to be her, right? Like she brought the gun to remedial chaos theory. Like, you know, uh, Annie brings a gun to a gunfight often, but people don't know that they're stepping into a gunfight. Uh, like, she, I think that that's the look, thing that's great about her. Yeah, she looks very innocent, but she is so intense in every like facet of her life that people just kind of forget. And that's what I so I just love Annie so much because of things like this, because she can say these things and everyone just like sits there shell shocked because they cannot believe that that just came out of Annie's mouth. Yeah. Uh, um, so everyone's like, OK, yeah. so she's probably or at least Jeff and Britt are like, OK, she might be the psychopath. Yeah. Uh, but now but, it's yeah. it's Troy's turn. Uh, Todd, Troy's story is like so specifically Troy, right? It's just yeah. like, it's just going to be me and Ahmed doing adventure stuff and we're going to take a horrible situation and turn it into a win. Yeah, it's like, it's, first of all, he's just so jealous of Annie getting all the praise here. It's like, can we stop kissing her butt? Yeah, it's not that great. No, here, here's a really great story. And then mm-hmm. it's like, like straight out of like a like a 70s horror film, like the thing with two heads, like some really B grade, a, a mad science thing. Have you and... ever seen a uh, freaked before, Todd? Yes. Yeah, yes. I got big freaked energy from this. Uh, the, yeah, the, I... the the conjoint, like the 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 conjoined by the process of mad science. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pierce is sort of in like the Randy Quaid spot here as he has uh, freaked Troy and Abed together. No, forced to be together forever. <laughs> yeah, except now they they have telepathy and they can speak to one another. And they use that to knock Pierce out with a pan, cut a sandwich in half and eat some. Uh, and I, I think one of my favorite parts of Troy's story is when Pierce says, no, I'm legit jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like, that's how they clock uh, Pierce. Yeah. Is that like Pierce is like, oh, he's like a tiny little baby man. And he's constantly jealous of these people, especially when Troy has like successful social relationships with anybody else. Cause Troy used to be under Pierce's uh, thumb he doesn't like that. It's, it bothers him that nobody likes him the way that Troy and Abed like each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I just it's it's really funny. It is very Troy. Um of course they end up sewing uh they end up sewing Pierce's butt to his mm-hmm. chest. Yeah. Um and he's just it's like, like oh, ha ha. Well, yeah, I actually boobs. don't mind cuz now I've got boobs I can touch all the time. They're like, "Well, how are you going to touch them?" Yeah. With what? They say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now they have feet where his hands are and hands where his feet are. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I, I do love when we come back to the study group, Troy is just like, 
pretending to like fondle himself with his hands being feet. Uh-huh. He's like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> and in Pierce's present condition, I would recommend to him, not that I'm a doctor or anything, that he put uh, one glove on and one glove off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That so that's what I would suggest for, for him moving forward. <laughs> Uh, and so, of course, Abed looks really impressed with the story. Uh, Pierce is upset, so he wants to go next, which yes. obviously his is the worst. Yeah, but it is so Pierce. And, you know, I feel like you got at this point, we're, you know, two plus seasons into community and we know what Pierce is all about. And Pierce has never not been this guy. He's always been a disgusting, horrible, misogynistic, racist, homophobic piece of crap. Uh, and here he is being like, his glorified version of all of that. So once again, extremely true to character. Like the whole thing in Pierce's storyline of like all of the ladies at the study table will worship me when I have power and Troy and Abed shall be put in their places and I shall just consider them from my position of power. Uh, And he just like, he's doing all of the, the stuff that he would do if he were able to get away with absolutely everything. And he has made no uh, illusions to the fact uh, over the course of two plus seasons of this show that this is exactly what the fantastic version of Pierce Hawthorne would look like. There are two things in this sequence that I love. The first is Abed's the <laughs> laugh. It just <laughs> kills me every time. But the other is never Pierce is punching Troy over and over again. And Troy's just, you are still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, like Josh, like that is like, that is a uh, Pierce's dream is that he's yeah. still relevant. So yes. I yeah. love that moment. And uh, yeah, uh, yet another uh, Pierce Hawthorne body part gets highlighted in uh, the Pierce sequence. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like his penis punches <laughs> Troy. Like his penis punches a person. Is that not the most Pierce version of this though? Well, yeah. Well, it, it's not even that's the most like Pierce thing. It's that when he takes it out, they're like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> right. Like that is huge. that it is like a thing to be like uh like to be shocked and awed by and yeah. it can knock you out. Yeah. And he, and then of course the I'm ready for my birthday spanking. Can mm-hmm. you count to 30 as if yeah. he's 30? As yeah. if he's 30. They say it's not a ghost story, Todd, but it's definitely a nightmare. Yes, it is horrifying just in a very different way from how horrifying the other stories this are. This is like less uh this is like um what is the the like the james wan horror movies with the with the two paranormal investigators uh with conjuring yeah this is less the conjuring and more hostile right like this is (laughs) this this is is like very eli roth i feel like (laughs) this is like some extreme body horror happening here uh this is like almost like the purge uh there's like there's something really unspeakably horrible but it is unfortunately a horror subgenre that is being played upon here yeah, uh, and I I love Troy's line at the end of Pierce's story where he's like, it was an ep- it was like an episode of some show we're all too young to have heard of. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, hundred percent. So true. Oh my gosh! All right, well we're gonna throw it to one more commercial break. When we come back, we will hear Shirley's spooky story. Stay tuned. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And once again, we are back. But if you're a patient pusher recaps, you didn't go anywhere. Now it's my turn to throw you to a commercial break. Swoosh. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do, though. I was unprepared and I swooshed myself in. What do you yeah, want to <laughs> what do you want your ad to be about? Uh, Beetlejuice. It's the third time I've said ah, the ah! Of the ah! There's worms and bugs. Give me that bug everywhere. Ah! Uh, all right. Swoosh. We're back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. On to Shirley stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see Shirley, Jeff, Troy and Abed, all the young ones, of course, are partying in this log cabin. And Britta, <laughs> she has this huge tub. Of quote unquote weed uh-huh. that she dumps on her chest and uh and drugs. Yeah, now that's my kind of pot bong. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's like, um, my drugs are wearing off. Yeah, this is so Shirley. Everybody's is. story is so clearly them. Uh, yeah. Like they just they completely uh, they completely aced every single character this week. Like sometimes I feel like the show like gets a little further away from who these people actually are. Every single story in this episode is like, ap- like this is absolutely Shirley's version of events. This is like Shirley's like moralizing, like, oh well, I got raptured, and the rest of you are going to hell, where you're going to have to be tortured by Pilates. <laughs> yeah. and, it's and she forgives them. That's, yeah. the, that's the best part of it, that, you yeah. know. But I, I can't save you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. All the Christian, all the good Christians got raptured. Uh, the good news is you're the coolest people in the world. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the dean, the devil dean. Uh, I devil I have here. seen I have seen uh, this gif many times. Yeah. I feel like uh, yeah, it's it's a common one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's yeah. So at ten, you're going to be buried neck uh, neck deep in scorpions. Eleven fifteen, lava enemas. Followed, followed by, by Pilates. Pilates. Oh, I like Pilates. Yeah, that's not so bad. Actually, it's the demon that eats your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> and of course then Shirley is an angel she saves them all but she refuses to take them to heaven uh, she says she came to say goodbye on her way to Abraham's bosom is that Bye. what we call the butt that was on Pierce's chest Abraham's <laughs> bosom oh, no. uh-huh. <laughs> I forgive you yeah. and then of course Dean is back and he has a chainsaw and he's just screaming gay marriage with the chainsaw like pride month yeah, there, there you go. go. Happy June. <laughs> there yep. it is. Uh, uh, it's and- the unsavory sides of Shirley. They are there. Uh, they yeah. are fully there throughout so much of this show. So once again, it is nothing if not fully uh, community accurate at this point. Yeah. And Todd, I really appreciate, I think the best, one of the best parts about this episode is like, they know when to cut back to the study group at the right point so we still get Shirley saying and then he chains all them to bits <laughs> is by far my favorite thing about Shirley's story yeah and he chains all them to bits and they put them back together and he chains all them again it's just like yeah. the line with both the chainsaws it's just amazing amazing yeah. work from Nicole Brown yeah they know when to throw it back to these actors to like give them that moment that is it's just because I think without that I think Shirley's story isn't as strong for me um so I I love that end bit for sure um but yeah of course then Troy's like that wasn't a horror story that was a sermon he's like you ruined a Brita party that's like letting poop spoil (laughs) (laughs) awful so mean so brutal 
Uh, this is when Britta uh, reveals why she has had everybody talking about uh, scary stories. Uh, because one of you could be a murderer. Yeah, one of them is a homicidal maniac. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, if you know what, if we leave now, one of them, one of us might kill the others. And so then she goes into like this montage of different uh, potential kills. Um, and they all kind of t- take a step away from her and they're like, you have those really scary images in your head and you're the one you took the test too. What if it's you? Yeah, this is this is the other thing that I feel like is very Britta, Todd, is that often she's like acts like she's too cool and doesn't care, but she then like really actually cares a lot and is in her own ways like a complete freak. Uh, and so I love like the the way that this um, this this sort of like completes the first story that she tells. Uh, where in her first story, she's like not even trying because she has a secret agenda. But now that her agenda can no longer be kept secret, she's just going to be like very forward with it and be effusive with how much of a lunatic she herself is. Yeah, I'll kind of boomerangs back on her. I do want to point out that uh, during the sequence, as it shows like this hooded killer, like killing off each of the members of the study group in different ways. And whenever it sneaks up on, on Britta, she is reading Warren Peace. Yes, Warren Not Peace. War and Peace, but Who Warren is... Peace. Warren Peace. And the the fact that Britta is the one narrating this makes you think that she thinks the name of the book is Warren Peace. So another wonderful, another wonderful like Britta character moment right there as the Britta-ing of Britta continues on the show. And also would insist that like it's her favorite book and she's read it seven times. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And uh, this is, this part kills me too because everybody all of a sudden like grabs weapons because the lights go out. And I love the choice of weapons by everyone. Shirley immediately breaks a bottle and Mm -hmm. is holding it out in front of her. Annie has scissors. Pierce has a fire extinguisher. Troy Troy has has turned into Wolverine. Yeah, the Wolverine moment from Troy is like so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abed has a chair. Britta has an actual knife. And Jeff doesn't have anything. Yeah. He's got nothing. I feel like the best one, I don't know, Pierce's fire extinguisher could work if the goal is to run away. Yeah. I think if um if uh if if Troy had proper grip on the pencils that that would be uh you know he's got many chances with uh, to stab you but I do mm-hmm. think that gripping the pencils in that fashion is going to be pretty hard to maintain. Yeah, yeah there'd be a lot of give with the stabbing unless yeah. you got him like clamped down. I think Shirley I've heard of the, uh, the bottle. I think yeah. the bottle's probably. I feel like Shirley did that really, like really smoothly. I think like her, her her days back in the bar that we saw. She's like, good to go. Yes. Yes. I, I think Shirley has some experience with this. Totally. Mm-hmm. That was not an unpracticed maneuver from Shirley. Yeah. The bottle right there. I yeah. love I love how Jeff just he want he wants to winger speech this thing and close it very quickly. It's like let me just tell you my version of the story. We're all at the cabin. There's the killer. It's Chang. He's lonely. He's afraid. He just wants love. And that's what this is all about. And that's all you get from Chang in this episode. And this is to the Ben Taub rules of, uh, you know, just incredible writing efficiency. A splendid, perfect use of Chang. Uh, that Chang has been gone for the whole episode, which while I was watching, I was like, oh, is, are they like going to do a Halloween episode and like uh, seven spooky stories without even featuring Chang at all? And then, of course, he's the killer. Uh, and like before you can give him a bagel, he's just showed up to like the exact amount of Chang that you ever want to get from Chang. I thought it was great. It's fine. <laughs> it's 
I guess this part just doesn't hit for me as much. Like he's like, can I, can someone just give me a hug? And they all hug him. Uh, and but the thing is, is like it's not effective, right? Like this speech that Jeff gives doesn't work on them because Jeff's powers have been wearing off. It seems like everybody yeah. else's. Uh... In, in like D and D terms, Todd, like everybody here is like a level nine, and he's just like a level one. He doesn't know he hasn't been playing enough. Yeah, yeah, I think they've they've all been leveling up, and he's been too busy, you know, texting people to, yes. to level up. He's been too busy on his phone trying to pretend to be some Fast and Furious guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then of course, of course, Jeff filled out the test randomly and didn't say anything. Yeah. This is the second episode in a row now, right? Where uh, Jeff has just tried to sort of like cheat the system. Uh, yeah. So he's learning nothing. Uh, look how much he has changed indeed, Annie, as in not very much. <laughs> Monsters don't change. No. He says, I'm no sociopath. I always know what I'm doing is wrong. I'm just a guy that doesn't like taking tests, doing work, or getting yelled at. So if you think about it, it makes me the sanest person here. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Jeff, I hate you. Like, he's the exact opposite of me as a human being, and I hate him. <laughs> taking hands. It's Wait. so great. <laughs> so annoying. Like, she, a friend asks you to do a favor and take a psych evaluation, and you fill it out randomly? You're the worst. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. <sighs> so Britta puts, like, Britta's then right, Annie discovers. Britta ran the Scantrons through upside down. <laughs> she Britted it. <laughs> she Britted the Scantrons. Yeah. Is that a thing? Like you can scan them upside down and it's going to have this bad of an impact? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like probably not, but I've never have actually had to run a Scantron yeah. through anything. So yeah, me neither. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so Britta's upset. She's like, you guys are going to stop using my name to me, make a tiny and understandable mistake. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so then we find out that everyone except one person is actually a psychopath. Right. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, maybe we should see who it was. But Shirley says, we should just hold on to the comforting notion that one of us might be safe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Britta's on board with that. She's like, okay, so an important lesson then. Uh, we should never make the Britta... Of Brittaing each other's feelings. <laughs> she Britted Britta. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh poor Britta. And it has like a very happy, like a uh, happy Halloween ending from the creators of Community where uh, all of the different Scantrons are revealed and the same one is Abed, which is so clearly Dan Harmon's outlook on the show. Uh, so <laughs> yep. that's great. That's great. Yeah, a really fun ending. Uh, then we have the end credits where we're back in uh, in the Troy dream uh, where Pierce has been three days. He wants to be let go. And Troy and Abed talk with telepathy. Uh, Troy brings over them some brandy. Because mm -hmm. I was thinking the same thing. I know. Jinx. Double jinx. Triple jinx. Uh, Troy and Troy Abed, and Abed so together. Yeah. 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 How is this behind, Jess? You gave this a streets behind. I did. I just this is one of my least favorite. Is it because of the, of the butt sequences? that was sewn on yeah, to like, Pierce? So that's streets behind, technically. I just like don't find it that funny. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think there's so many that are better than this mm -hmm. one. So I just yeah. I'm not as impressed. Uh, I'll agree they're a lot better than this. I, I I wish there was a little bit more to it, but I do like the the 
the things like a uh, whenever Troy goes to think and Abba reaches over and scratches his chin for yes. um, th- those little moments like that, or Abba drinks and Troy acts like he's tasting it. Yeah, those little moments like there are what bump it up a, a two and a head. Jinx, just like double little... jinx, triple jinx. You know, it, they're just great. Uh, you know, it's pass or fail. You know, it's mm-hmm. we're not giving it like an A, a B. It's 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 one or the other. And if it's gonna have to be either we keep it or we lose it, I'd keep it. It's not gonna you know be like we haven't graded them. Uh, it would not be my number one yeah. on the board. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you both give it a head, so it's still going to get a head overall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do some uh, F community feedback. This is coming from, I can't say it again, I don't think, because I do think I'll directly Todd's summon the him. Only one who can. And Jess is at two. So, Todd, you have to say the name of the person who sent in this bit of feedback. All right. So, this feedback is from the Wisecrack Beetlejuice. Okay. And he writes in and says, Fun episode with the highlight being the group reading lines written by other characters. I feel like they kind of britted the ending, though. I wish they didn't show us Abed had the normal test result. Just seems a bit on the nose, trying to subvert our expectations. It would have been more interesting to leave it as a mystery or have had it be Jeff who filled it out randomly again. I think Jeff filling it out randomly again would be funny. Um, I do, again, think that uh, it's probably Dan Harmon being like, I'm the sane one and you're all nuts. Yeah, I like the ending. I think it works. Uh Uh-huh. Um, this is from uh, Eric D. Uh, Eric writes in, I think the three Halloween episodes of the first three seasons are emblematic of what the first three seasons of Community are like. The first one isn't too weird. It could almost happen in another sitcom, but it's really funny and solid. The second one is effortlessly amazing, weird, unique, and iconic. The third one is still very good, but it feels like they're trying really hard to make it as weird and as good as season two. Um, I didn't feel it like that. I felt like it was uh, like, it wasn't like that. This episode was like massively weird. I thought it was just a great send up of the characters. Personally. I didn't feel like it was trying too hard to be like zombies again. I kind of feel like they were going for something totally different, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, Todd, how do you feel like this episode works as a Halloween episode, right? Like, do you think it was effective in its use of the different tropes in Halloween movies? As someone who knows that stuff, obviously, a lot more than I do. I think some some were and some weren't. Uh, I feel like the, the Annie story, I felt, did a really good job of kind of capturing that sort of stuff. The Pierce one, not that much. I don't know. I think they all, to differing degrees, uh, managed to capture that thing. But there also were... So like Abed is trying to do like a meta commentary on the mm-hmm. horror stuff. Like There's no real horror in it, but he is like commenting on the horror aspects uh shirley's is straight up a uh i mean there is a big thing in like at halloween time many uh christian domin- denominations for love their own form of haunted house which is basically trying to scare people into salvation by running them through scenarios where they go to hell so it feels very true to that that sort of a demographic so i don't think that any of the stories actually were necessarily great as horror stories but i think they all like you know were emblematic of a certain type of trope and, and captured mm-hmm. that relatively well. Uh, Pierce's yeah. being the, the least successful for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I liked Pierce's the least, but I feel like that's pretty much a given like, for anything yeah. Pierce does. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's Riley's take as well. Riley says this episode is just fine for me. It's definitely the weakest of the first three seasons, Halloween episodes. And I think a big part of that comes down to its structure in doing the multiple spooky stories. The quality of the episode wildly varies depending on the story. Some are hysterical. Others are just not even the slightest bit funny. 
so I'm obviously a lot higher on this than most people are, I guess. Uh, okay, that's fine. I don't think you're uh, completely alone, Josh. I know there are some people in the, in the Discord who I think missed like the feedback uh, cutoff who were definitely talking about a, uh, being higher on the episode than, yeah. than some of these were. Yeah, I think a lot of people are more like it's an average episode of community, right? Like, And that's what I would agree with. Like, I don't think it's bad by any means. I, I even bumped my score up a little bit simply because – this is the start of a lot of the amazing things of community, right? We get the Brita, we get the daybreak. Like this is the start of a lot of really fun things in community that I didn't necessarily realize uh, that they were the first time they were included was in this episode. Um, and yeah, I think for me, it is more of Riley. I'm more on like Riley's side of things where it's like some of the dreams don't necessarily work for me where it's like ones like Annie's where it very much feels like either twilight or what was that other one with Suki? Like the oh, Southern True Blood. True Blood. <laughs> it feels very true to those types of stories, which feels like something Annie would be into, uh-huh. right? So in certain respects, yes, of course, they. It feels true to the characters. It's just more about like how many laughs did it get out of me is usually a, a big uh, judgment call for me. I look forward to our True Blood rewatch. Uh, true Blood draining <laughs> because it's going to get exhausting <laughs> oh, no. going through it. I stopped when they had fairies. That's when I was. I think the end of season one. No, no, they didn't have fairies so long time in. I don't know. I know that they allude to it. They allude. They allude to it at some point early on because it's it's a big part of the books. I know at some point. It's it's the reason why all the supernatural creatures are attracted to Sookie is because she has Mm -hmm. fairy blood. That's why Sookie as your makeup. Mm -hmm, Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) All right, meow meow beans time. Uh, call me Jeff Winger because I'm just filling in the Scantron with fives down the line. Whether you want to say this is me being lazy, that's an argument that one could make. Or the argument I would make is that, sure, I'm a little bit lazy and I could give you some deeper nuance to each and every one of these characters if I really wanted to. But I think everybody's like a very pure version of themselves. Like I think the writing on every single character in this episode, warts and all, is the character like this is the this is the closest i have felt like each character has connected to themselves uh in in a in a maybe not in a while well in a while for me in the real time of recording this podcast because a full freaking month has passed since the last time we convened for community but i think it is one of the instances for me where they have felt like the closest to who they all have been throughout the show like no one feels wildly off everybody in fact feels wildly on with who they are. So, um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'll also just say, I, I give it four cools. I love this. I think that this is an episode I would be thrilled to revisit many, many times. I think this is my favorite Halloween episode of Community so far, which is probably a More than ABBA? Thing. I think, did you forget that they had so many ABBA songs in the other one? Because that one is like, come on, it has ABBA. I, I laughed so hard and was so happy to be back in Greendale uh, with this one. I haven't connected with the other two Halloween episodes the same way I connected with this one, I don't think. Maybe we um, should have taken a month off before we watched each of those. Perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm high on this episode. I guess this is the pot bong that I like is this episode of community i just so, can't stop picturing uh britta dumping the weed on her chest yeah. as if that is any like i can't this is like shirley's perceptions of how drugs are done is so funny 
I'm not doing this to Jack Black, you, Jess. I'm giving him all fives. I'm giving the episode mm-hmm. a four because I authentically loved no, it that fine. much. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, if my vote has a little extra sway as one of the data points here, I would like to 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 use my influence to to stamp for to stump for this episode. It was a really mm-hmm. fun one. I loved it. That was great. Anyway, Todd, what did you do with some more nuance than what I did for sure? All right, so I'll, I guess I'll go from the bottom up. So I gave both Pierce and Chang ones. Uh, Chang, because he was just barely in the episode, and what he was in the episode wasn't really Chang. He was just kind of like a non-entity, almost. And Pierce uh, is Pierce, and just, for the most part, didn't really work for me. The, the one line that I did like was after Slay's story, whenever a uh, Pierce was like, Where's Jeff? And what was my name? Django, which is the name that Shirley gave Jeff's character in that. That that was a bit. That might be enough to get me to bump Pierce up slightly, but nah, leave him at a one. Uh, then a bit of a jump. Jeff and Shirley, I both gave threes. I think both them were were fine in this, like serviceable. Shirley gets a little bit of a, uh, I probably would have ranked Shirley a little bit lower, maybe, but the, the chainsaw line read a, uh, was great. Uh, then I gave both the Dean and Troy four points. Uh, Dean isn't in it much, but when he's in, he makes the most of it. And uh, the Troy's bits are pretty funny. I'll bet I give a 4.5 uh, because I really liked the idea of his story, but his his horror story was not scary. And I had to give the uh, the full five to Britta and Annie for just having like the most horror of the horror stories in the whole thing. Uh, Annie for intentionally and then Britta with her... Uh, mistakenly trying to mistakenly implicating herself as the psychopath whenever she was uh, telling all the all the things and whenever everyone turned on Britta like who has this sort of stuff in their head all the time I'm like uh, you know, <laughs> uh. slowly backs out of the room yeah, yeah that, that sort of thing uh, maybe maybe identified with the having the horror stuff in your head all the time a little much but yeah I, so uh, Britta and Annie both get fives from me this episode what did you do, Jess? Yeah, I was very. Uh, me and Todd were on a similar wavelength. Uh, I gave Pierce a one. I rarely ever like Pierce this episode, especially again. The only reason he didn't have a bagel was because he has a couple of like tiny funny moments. I gave Chang a two. I mean, he's pretty average. He's barely in the episode, and when he is, I kind of agree with Todd. Like he has this one line where where he's supposed to be sympathetic. I don't know. It's fine. He's a two uh Shirley gets a three I really like sometimes sometimes the overbearing religious stuff uh hits me in a certain way and I'm just like gosh Shirley like why uh but again I couldn't move her too far too low down because of the chainsaw line it absolutely kills me every time uh Jeff is a three and a half again he's kind of a jerk like just fill out the test like your friend asked you to do it's not that hard Jeff like you always are trying to do the least amount of work possible uh i gave dean and troy both fours i feel like the dean with his outfits just always and in fact he did like multiple this episode it's just the best um troy i especially love when he dances to daybreak something about that little jig he does just sends me uh i gave abed a four and a half i really love him calling out all of the like uh, with his commentary on the tropes of horror movies in general and of course britta and annie have to get fives Britta because she Britted it, right? Like, this is a classic Britta moment for the show. And Annie because she is such a monster that no one ever recognizes that I I can't. I love it. I love Annie in this episode. She gets a five from me. I try to hold back on my Annie standum uh, and try not to be too biased, but she's definitely getting a five from me this week. Um, where so, does that yeah. leave us with our character rankings at this yeah, point, Jess? Britta is 
pulling ahead. She is a full four and a half points above second place. So Todd, do you think that Britta could win the character rankings for season three? I find it doubtful. I'm uh-huh. I'm afraid that the Britting of Britta <laughs> She's gonna I, uh, Britta this. I think Britta is gonna Britta her lead. I, I don't think that it's sustainable for the rest of the season. I think the direction of the character is not gonna be able to keep up with everything that's going on with everyone else. It's been a while since I I haven't watched season, all of season three since the like the proto community building uh, podcast. So I don't necessarily remember how it all goes, but I, I feel like a, there's no way that Britta's gonna be able to keep this high. I think we're okay. on this we're in the sweet spot of Britta right now. And I I'm don't rooting know for it. I'm rooting for it. I would love for I think this it'd be to fun. Yeah. Especially because we've had two different winners across two different seasons. So I'd mm-hmm. love to continue that trend. I think it's really fun. Um, um yeah all right well dean's list time um you both gave it to daybreak i gave it to the radio because i didn't know who to give it to i guess just sign me up for daybreak if we're breaking for yeah. day uh i mean there isn't another character it's all series regulars in this episode another reason why i really love this i think it is like a very like it's a it's like a pure it's like let's work with what we've got kind of episode and what we've got are a ton of really talented actors and comedians and a really talented writing staff, and the ability to play in a bunch of different worlds. So let's do that. So I feel like this episode of Community just really plays to its own strength. So uh, I guess Daybreak being in here is representative of that, because uh, there is no one else who really qualifies for a Dean's List point. Um, cool, 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 cool. That's the score I give this episode. I gave it four. Jess, what did you do? I originally had it at a three, but I did bump it up to a 3.3. I think it's earned its marks here, especially with the inclusion of Daybreak and Britta-ing things. Um, I think that's like, it's a solidly average episode of Community. It probably gets a little bit of a slight bump. I love a holiday episode. Any holiday. I don't care. Any holiday of anything. Put it on a TV show and I'm like more excited to watch it. So uh, 3.3 from me. Todd, you're a scooch higher. Yeah, and I also bumped my score up as we were we were talking through the episode. I think I came into this one, and I think I was maybe a little bit harder on it than I normally would have been on an episode because it is the horror episode, and not all the stories really landed with me for whatever reason. But as we talked through it and thinking about all the points that did make me laugh out loud, I did did bump. I think this episode, there's tons and tons of funny parts. I just don't think it all holds together as well for me as a whole. I I feel like the, there are lots of great parts in it, but as a whole episode, it doesn't all land for me. But still, it's community. Uh, you know, I I was one of the people who actually watched all six seasons live, including like subscribing to Yahoo so I could watch the episodes <laughs> when they dropped. So uh, you're not going to find me like bad mouthing a lot of community. Well, season four is a, a different beast. Todd, but- you're a very dedicated TV view, uh, TV viewer. Uh, as a testament to that, is you crushing the 400 hour Stranger Things four uh, <laughs> on release day? Yeah, and that was after I'd already had watched what uh, both episodes of Obi Wan and mm-hmm. a couple episodes of Crazy I like I watched several other things. Did that you go see Top Gun Maverick this weekend as uh, well? Oh, I was going to go see it, and then okay. when I went to start my car, my car wouldn't start. So today, oh, after I got my no. car fixed, I, I went, went You bridged your it. car. Yeah, I bridged my car. I, uh, but no, I went and saw... I thought you had the pop, culture, the pop culture hat trick this past week. Uh, no, but today, today, actually before recording this, I did go and watch Top Gun Mavericks. So okay. I, I now have a, 
gotten it all. Also, uh, didn't uh, Troy and Abed weren't they in Top Gun yes. mode in this episode? Yes, they, I know <laughs> yeah, they were. They were Top Gun pilots. Uh-huh. And, uh, they said, uh, so. uh, Maverick's still on my uh, to watch list. Uh, shall happen for me soon. I hope. Um, all right. Well, with everybody's score, audience was a three point three six, so closer to the two of you, obviously, than than to me. But I, I boosted it up a little bit. We end up with a three point five one. This is the second best episode of season three thus far, uh, current uh, according to the current episode standings. You disagree with this, Jess? I would put it below competitive ecology mm-hmm. personally. Um, but I don't think it's like that far off. I mean, it's not leaps and bounds ahead of competitive ecology. So it's, yeah, it doesn't bother me that much. Okay. Uh, it's certainly not going to hold, I would imagine. Definitely not. No. Yeah. yeah. Nope. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, well, I greatly enjoyed this one. I loved this episode of the podcast. It was thrilling uh, to, to speak about a thrilling episode of Community. Todd, what a pleasure to, to get to catch up here on the Community Building Podcast. Why don't you tell everybody what you got going on and where people can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can also <laughs> find me every Saturday on a one indescribable podcast where Adam H. TV, Lindy, and I go through the late great CW show Crazy Ex Girlfriend. We're over halfway through the series right now. We've covered the first two seasons. We're almost halfway through season three right now. Uh, just going through talking about a show that we all love. Jess has been on. Jess is our go to for season finale episodes. So Jess will be our season finale. I guess for season three as well. Uh, other than that, you can also find me about twice a month on twitch.tv slash DM Philly doing a will of time based D game called threads in the pattern where I play a young male channeler who is slowly losing his mind. So if you want to watch me slowly lose my mind on playing D D on a stream, yeah, that's something you can find on his uh, Twitch on Philly's Twitch stream or on his YouTube channel. Awesome. Incredible. Jess, where can people find you and what kind of shit have the 90s taught you lately? Yes, so much going on. Um, We are now in season four of Dawson's Creek, as well as season six of Boy Meets World. We're in college, baby. We just covered the episode with the first Feeny call. Can you believe it took six seasons to get the Fihihihine? Is that right? No way. I'm not lying. Wow. He's yelled like Feeny. Like he's yelled Feeny, but he's not done the Fihihihine. Wow. Which is the official Feeny call. Wow. Uh, so we have all that going on over at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. And of course, here on Post Show Recaps, I'm busy as usual. Uh, Sarah and I just wrapped up coverage of The Flight Attendant Season 2. That was tons of fun. Highly recommend that show. If you watched Season 1 and you were kind of like meh on it, I would give Season 2 a try. I personally liked it better than Season 1. I don't know if that's okay. a take, Interesting. but that is my feeling on it. It sounds like that is like... Uh, like- uh, Jess saying that the flight attendant season two is better than the flight attendant season one is like me saying that the season three Halloween episode of community yes, is better probably. than the seasons one and two episodes of uh, Halloween episodes of community. Possibly. Yeah. Not necessarily wrong. Just a hot take. It is a spicy take. Um, And then, of course, Sarah and I are also currently covering The Time Traveler's Wife, which is another HBO show. I don't want to get too far into this, but. Just something something very strange happens on the show, apparently. Episode two, there is a thing that happens. It does also happen in the book, but I hadn't read the book in a very long time, so I did not remember this happening. Uh, There's a thing that happens on a television show. No spoilers. No spoilers, but, like, I don't even know. I walked into that podcast, like, how am I supposed to talk about this on a podcast? Like, 
Something you well, would never want your parents here. You're talking about, I think. So anyway, uh, that's a little uh, bit. If you know, if you want to go listen, now I need to watch the show. I guess you should. I, I feel very similarly. Yeah, yeah um, but mostly because I need to know if we just put something on our podcast network that's going to get us canceled. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We handled it with care, as we usually do. Of course. Um, but yes, of course. So you can hear me on all of those things, and probably more that I'm forgetting about. Oh, I'm also going to be talking about uh, Downton Abbey two, the movie that just came out. Um, over on Posture Recaps Theater this week. Super jazzed to talk about that. I made my first solo trip to the movie theater. I've never gone to the movies alone. How was that? What did wow. you think? I really enjoyed it. I right? thought it was a really fun, fun experience. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was definitely the youngest person in the theater by probably 20 years. Um, it was lovely. I snuck in my snacks as usual. Mm-hmm. It was great. I really loved the movie. So I can't wait to talk about it. So uh, yeah, you can hear me on all of those things. And if I'm on anything else, just follow me on Twitter at the Just Sterling. I retweet all of those things. Yes. And I'm at Round Howard. I will retweet all the post show recaps, things that are fit to print. So many podcasts that are happening right now. Jess mentions the Time Traveler's Wife. I mentioned earlier Stranger Things. We're still talking about Stranger Things. Each and every uh, week, we are recapping the episodes of Season 4, having already watched all of Season 4. So these podcasts are designed for people who have binged the season already. And let's just hang out in Hawkins and the various places involved in Stranger Things. It's Mike Bloom and myself. He and I are also down the hatch, still talking lost in a very off-tilt podcast. It has gotten increasingly demented, and we are having such an incredible time there. Mike is very busy. He's got Obi-Wan Kenobi coverage. He's talking about the boys as well. He's joining myself and Joe Garfine soon to talk about Westworld, which is returning to HBO for season four at the end of June. We are so psyched about that. And we are actually about to commence uh, a rewatch podcast about Westworld. We're going to go through seasons one, two, and three over the course of the next several weeks to get everybody on the same page for season four. Uh, And by everybody, I also mean the hosts because not just the robot hosts, but the podcast hosts, myself, Mike, and Joe, we all need uh, our brain balls to be refreshed uh, as to what had happened in Westworld previously. So some real utility to doing those podcasts if you're a Westworld fan. It comes back June 26th, and we're already in the process of getting you set up for all of that. So follow me at Round Howard, at Post Show Recaps on Twitter as well. You'll never miss anything. Subscribe to the podcast, whether it's community building or just the main post show recaps feed, so you never miss an episode. And if you want to never miss an episode in a commercial-free capacity, sign up at the $15 level at patreon.com slash recaps right now to get PSR Plus ad-free post show recaps podcast feed. You're also going to get that community building sweatshirt, but it's this month only, last opportunity to get yourself one of the community building sweatshirt speaking of community building grace leader on the podcast next week jess yes grace is coming on for season three episode six advanced gay that is next week oh gosh what a title i imagine a lot of pierce hawthorne being terrible Mm, yep yep okay okay So we'll see. But you know what? With Grace on the podcast, we're guaranteed to have a fun time. Yes. Uh, So I can't wait for that. Lick it boom, boom down. I'm just getting it out now. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So I can't wait until next week. We're going to have another fun week on community building. Incredible. All right. Well, we will be back. We are officially back here with season three. We appreciate all of you hanging in with us with the month-long hiatus. Uh, Tremendously appreciated. Very much needed so that we could get all of our ducks in a row for the remainder of season season three here as we enter the summer of Greendale uh, in the weeks ahead. 
We will be back next week with more community building. Until next time, everybody, Corey B, take us away. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.